Hey, welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. I'm Mindy Lawhorn, typically probably a little louder, more bubbly, but we've had a massive change in our life. My beautiful, sweet husband is now with Jesus. It happened in December 13th, and I wanted to share with you his celebration. I'm not sure if you're if you've been to many funerals in your life, but I knew no matter when Lee's passing was, we would never do a normal, sad funeral. And I have no judgment on whatever you or your family considers a proper funeral. This is exactly what Lee would have wanted. It's exactly the amount of God-glorifying testimony, not only about Christ, but about how great Lee was and just his funny, very particular way with things and just who he was and the impact that he made onto others. I want to share with you the audio from his funeral. Now, before you think, oh gosh, why would I want to be sad today? I want to be very clear. This is not a sad funeral. It's a celebration. You will laugh so much. You will not even believe the people that are praising God for this man and that we're not sitting here feeling sorry for ourselves, that we're not sitting here destitute and and, and devastated. We're sad, and I'll never be the same without Him, but I also know that God has a plan. He had a plan for our lives with Lee's cancer. He has a plan and a future for the boys and I, and I want to share that as Lee's widow, if I have hope in this time, so can you. Please let me share with you Lee's celebration. I think you'll think it's amazing. I'm happy to share with you the names of these people that spoke for him and also the amazing voices that I asked to sing in honor of Lee. Thank you for being here. My name is Ronnie Goins, and I, I happen to serve as pastor of this, of this church and uh, friend and neighbor of Lee Lawhorn. And uh, just to kind of capture the spirit of kind of what this celebration is, I want to give you a sneak peek of what it's like to be a neighbor <laughs> of Lee Law. Pay that for me, please. I can't believe out of hundreds of clients, you remember this one guy. Well, I'm going to move names and faces. It's amazing you would recall like that, honey. All the people you see to be able to remember one. Claire Foster. Holbrook Grant. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy to see you again. Yeah. I'm like flashing back to all those empty houses we saw. <laughs> we did look at a lot. Claire Foster. And this is my husband, Phil Foster. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. Man. Listen, we're in some trouble, and we really need help. And I know it's late, but if we could just come in for one second, it's um, a really an amazing story. And you might be just the kind of man who could help us. So please, I'll owe you a huge favor. Yeah, sure, come on. Yeah, um, it was, I could really share a lot. I could share about the first time I met Lee, but I think it would be more fitting for this occasion to share the first time my mother-in-law um, laid eyes on Lee. <laughs> she was in town from Atlanta, Georgia, and she was minding her own business, um, taking the trash out because she refuses to come to our house without doing some type of chore. So she was taking the, the, the trash out to the curb, and she happened to look up, and she sees Lee. Of course, Lee is wearing no shirt. And <laughs> she comes back to the house, and she says, Ronnie? <laughs> I saw your neighbor. He is a good-looking man. I mean, he really looks good. That is a fine-looking man. And, and so it was very uncomfortable when my mother-in-law was lusting after my neighbor. And, but that was the life of being a neighbor for me. Um, Alan Wilson and I, another of our neighbors, were just talking the night about how Lee has already started to impact us as dads because Lee modeled for us um, what's most important, which is family. I remember uh, here recently, you know, you, if you know Lee at all, you know, he loves his family, loves his boys. And recently, Alan Wilson and I were just talking, he, we were just sharing about how Lee's already started to impact dads, about us wanting to do a better job 
of making time for our kids. And even when, when Lee was having to go to the hospital, his big concern was, I may miss Garrett's game. Um, so Hebrews 11, it talks about what we call the Faith Hall of Fame. It mentioned those saints that went before us to see Lord Moses and Sarah, Abraham, all these, all these saints that knew the Lord in life. And then it says in Hebrews 12, chapter 1, it says, he says, so now that we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses. Now watch this now. It talked about all those who knew the Lord who had now died. And then Hebrews 12, 1 says, and so, so now that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, which means that those who knew the Lord prior to death are now witnesses. Which means that right now, Lee has, the, has front row seats to every game, every accomplishment, every graduation, every cowboy game that we lose. He has, he has, he has front row seats. And I'm just praying, I'm just praying as Lee is watching the Cowboys, I'm praying that he, that he chooses his words carefully in front of Jesus as they... <laughs> I want to move on with our service as planned. And but as but in closing, I like to share that you know we're gonna miss Lee in um, so many ways. It's gonna be sad moments in so many ways. Um, but there are some happy people, and those are those that Lee would no longer terrorize the long sleeves of the world. <laughs> And for those of us that know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we get to heaven, we have no problem finding Lee. He'll be the one that took his robe <laughs> and tore the sleeves up. God bless, God bless. So what we want to do now, um, there is, um, I want the program to go as read. Um, I want to pray, and after I pray, I then would like to James Meyer to be on deck, followed by worship by Janelle um, Seward as we pray. God, thank you for this time. We thank you for who you are. And once again, God, we pray to fill our hearts, God. Fill our hearts, God, with the life that we live so unselfishly, God. And I, we thank you in advance that we got a chance to witness the gifts to this world. And we pray that we, we do the next moments of time. May it be celebratory to be appreciative for what you did. And it is in Jesus' name. And whom he believed and lived for, we pray. Amen. Come on up, James. It's not your uh, typical funeral, right? It's a memorial to a man that we all loved. I am sporting a different wardrobe than, than normal in uh, honor of Lee. Superman, my casual shoes, my Jordans, and a little facial hair. Jeremy, did you change? We have Uggs in the house as well. <laughs> Seen a few other wardrobe choices. Lee was a loved man, be cherished and missed by all. It's a real pleasure to be before you today. I too would like to share uh, just a few stories mixed in with some hope that we can find in the comfort of Christ that comforts Lee right now and it'll comfort each and every one of us. As Michelle and Mindy began their friendship through uh, 24 Fitness and you know, uh, their bond happened quickly so surely I would like her husband and uh, we would get together and want the first time to come to their house there in Central Arlington and uh, Michelle kind of briefs me of just, hey there's just one little thing as I've gotten to know Mindy, I just want you to know that, that Lee has this rare form of cancer and so basically it's like, don't say something stupid or inappropriate, don't, don't let that slip in. And so before I've met him, you, you, you think cancer in the back of your mind, and you see Mindy and all that, but you're like, okay, so this, this husband, he's probably going to look different. And as has been said, when I go and meet Lee, he's rebuilding the boys' uh, two-story playhouse in the backyard. And so he, you know, steps out of that thing with a power drill in one hand and a, and a hammer in another and no shirt. And I don't think you got that right. There's nothing wrong with this man at all. He's the whole package, tall, dark, and handsome. Like, God, something's wrong here. Um, but gosh, his spirit was so gentle and so kind and so loving and just embraced me um, right in. We became quick friends, and he's humiliated me, even though he's got 15 years on me um, and more workouts than I'll ever care to admit. Um, and he took great pleasure.
pleasure in that if you've worked out with Lee, that he did want to humiliate you um, if he could. <sighs> Guys, I think we can all agree that cancer has a way of changing people. We've all probably walked with somebody with this disease. And you'll notice with some people, it kind of has a way of crumbling and crushing their spirit. Um, others might even turn bitter towards God and family and friends. I think we can all admit that Lee did neither of those. In fact, if you weren't close enough to Lee to really know it, or if you didn't know his testimony, you never would have known he was fighting this disease for 15 years as well. He wasn't one to draw attention to himself. He wasn't one to throw pity parties. In fact, if you are crying right now, I honestly believe that Lee would give you a gentle hug and would lovingly say, stop it, that's stupid. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, like many of you, I have shed um, tears and I'll probably shed some more, but I'm confident of this. While I will miss my friend, I know where he is. And I know for a fact that he wants you to know where he is so that you can join him one day. In John chapter 14, Jesus comforts his disciples um, as he foretells about his upcoming death with these words. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. And he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Lee's heart was not troubled. He believed in God. He believed in Jesus as the way, the truth and the life. In fact, not only did Lee believe this with his heart, but he showed it in how he lived. When Mindy and Lee first met, quickly in conversations, you told me that what they believed about God, first date, come, comes out. And, uh, you know, Mindy has a way of just kind of asking more questions and prying, as you should in this occasion, what exactly do you believe about God? Well, duh, that God sent his son Jesus and died on the cross and he was raised again. Right? That's what he said. Other than trusting Christ as his Lord and Savior, seeing Drew and Garrett do the same. The other most significant spiritual moment in Lee's life that, that I know of was when he baptized his dear friend, Brett, and his son, Brock Johnson. I vividly remember talking with Lee through that baptism process, and I was so moved by how dedicated he was to getting it exactly right. And perhaps... During this time, the last week, you found yourself asking God, why? Why now? Why Lee? Why do you allow this to happen? Why do you allow cancer in this world? Cancer is an ugly disease. And this side of heaven, we never will completely understand it. And maybe that's the point. Maybe God has allowed it so that we will understand that this place is not our home. That we are not physical bodies with spiritual dwellings. We're actually spiritual bodies in physical dwellings. You see, Jeremiah 1.5 says, before you were formed, before you were physical, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Lee understood this truth. So instead of being angry that Lee battled cancer all these years, maybe we should be a little jealous of him. Why should we be jealous of him? Because cancer taught Lee what we really don't want to believe about ourselves, that our days are numbered. It taught Lee to make the most of every single day. This was probably uh, never more evident than when Lee planned a trip to Asheville to, uh, on their five-year anniversary to renew their vows. Except he didn't tell Mindy that they were going to renew their vows. And so in case men in the room, you thought that was a cool idea, um, I could firsthand testify that girls like to know something like that in advance. They like to pick out their outfits appropriately. They like to prepare themselves mentally and makeup and shoes. And there's a lot of details that go into renewing one's vow. You can't just grab a buddy and say, hey, I got an idea. We ought to do this. This will be kind of fun. Mindy's face would say it wasn't the best idea. 
It's a highlight of my life. If you go out there, there's a picture with a Mindy in a, a red striped dress. So not exactly the Val Renewal uh, outfit. And he kind of, maybe try a different one, maybe try a different one. What are we doing? So, the best of intentions, uh, many men have fallen on that sword. But listen, Lee didn't want to renew their vows because their marriage was on the rocks and anything was wrong. He did it because he loved Mindy and he cherished every day with her. You see, cancer taught Lee to spend more time with Mindy and the boys. It taught him to slow down on Christmas morning and not miss those moments. It taught him to take family trips and invest in memories, not just gifts. It taught him to share his story with others because you never really know what pain someone else is carrying. All of these are lessons we would benefit from if we put into practice in our own lives. In closing, I'd like to bring some words of comfort that have comforted me as I reflect on Lee's legacy, and in particular, he and Mindy's passion that they display through their ministry, Hope and Struggle. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and God of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we'll be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort that we have received from God. Lee and Mindy have dedicated their lives to sharing comfort with those who are in pain. They openly share about the pain that they've experienced and they've brought the comfort of Christ to countless lives. Many of you were here today, no doubt. And now even in death, it brings me great comfort to know that I will see Lee again. If you do not have the peace that surpasses all understanding, if you've not examined your life and don't know that the same passion for Christ that oozed out of Lee, that you don't know that you have that security for yourself, the most important decision you could make to honor Lee's life and his family would be to dedicate your life to Christ, to give your heart to Christ, make him the boss and the leader of your life, to live for him the remainder of your days. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you and we praise you for the life of Lee Longhorn. We thank you that you set him apart. You numbered his days. You appointed us as family and friends to be a part of those and that we're all living more richer and blessed lives because we knew Lee. And God, we rejoice that we know today, confident that he stands with you completely well. Lord, and I know that he wants everyone in this room to have that same comfort, to have that same peace, that eternal security that we can be reunited with our Lord and Savior. And God, I pray for those in this room that haven't made that decision, that haven't given their lives to you, that they're not living for you, God. I pray that today, when they think about Lee, they're reminded that they too will have to stand before a holy God, Lord, and that they would choose not to live life by their ways and their understanding, but by yours. And God, that you, you multiply our days, you make our days rich, no matter what the number is, God, walking with you is the greatest decision that anyone can make here on earth. God, I pray that you would press that on the hearts in this room, Lord, that you draw us closer, you comfort us, as you tell us you will in your word, that you'll comfort us in our day of trouble. We love you and we thank you for sending your son to make all of this possible. In Christ's most holy name we pray.
especially early on. Uh, I, I want to bring out a couple things that uh, I'm, I'm figuring most people don't know. And, and one thing I will say for, for all the Texans in the room, I'm glad I'm here because you can understand me. Lots of places I go, folks can't understand me. Uh, but some of the stories you're not going to know because maybe you didn't know Lee that, that long uh, is you know, we had a couple roommates rolling through uh, as we lived. And, and, and one story that, that actually I, I thought about this morning that I hadn't even thought about talking about real quick, I'm going to tell you. We had a snake one time and it got loose. It was gone for a week in the, in the apartment. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of snakes. It was not my snake. Uh, Lee would say he's not afraid of snakes, but he is afraid of snakes. <laughs> and so we, <laughs> we looked and we looked and we looked for the snake. Couldn't find it. Uh, one day I opened my closet. He was in my closet. I, I was screaming like a girl and ran out. Got Lee. We came back and the uh, snake was gone. <laughs> So, basically, we knocked holes in the wall of our apartment looking for him. We found him, thank goodness, and got him back where he was supposed to be. But that story came to me this morning, Mindy. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Uh, another great, uh, just a great story. Of, you know, Lee was a, more of a prankster than you know, especially early on. Uh, we had a roommate who had an infatuation with his hair. Now, I may have one with mine, too, but... But he, this was back in the days when it was kind of long and feathered back. So it took him a while to fix it. Uh, our, our bathrooms were back to back. And so uh, uh, in my bathroom was the button that you could hit that would cut off all the electrical uh, sockets uh, in both bathrooms. And so Lee and I would get in my bathroom and our other roommate would be drying his hair and we'd hit the button. And his blow dryer would go out. And he would... Uh, you know, shake it, I hear him hit it, blowing on it. Uh, and then we cut it back on. We did that for a couple of years. <laughs> Never told him about it. <laughs> he bought several hair dryers. He could afford it. He was the only one had any money, so he could afford it. Um, but let me, let me, those are little, just little things. One quick story I want to tell, uh, which is, it, 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 most of the time, I was providing a comic relief uh, with Lee. And I made it, I, I'm unofficially, uh, the, 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 I hold the record for, for Lee. Uh, you might have heard him say this. He would look at me and say, Have you lost your mind? <laughs> Just like that. And it was a big long stare afterwards. And I, you know, I made him say that more than anybody else, I believe, in his lifetime. Um, but anyway, we were big basketball players, and we were pretty good, right? Um, and uh, we, we got this three-on-three tournament, the first one we'd never been in uh, in our life. And James already, James laughing already because he's heard this story. Um, man, we won, we were winning. Right? How'd that happen? We, we're not bad. Uh, we, we get down to the final eight of this entire big, gigantic three-on-three tournament, and 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 so we're playing the team. And I'm guarding this guy, and he is wearing me out. Just, he's balling on me. There's just one thing about this guy. He only had one arm. Uh, from his elbow up was all he had. And I'm sure he was born that way because nobody can adapt to that kind of handicap to play basketball like that. And he's, he's hitting jump shots on me. He's dribbling around me. He's posting me up, and he's good. In, into my chest. I can't do anything. Lee calls timeout. This is a competitor in Lee, right? Gets us over there. He gets right in my face. He says, you realize you, you're being schooled by one-armed man. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, Lee, I, I don't know what to do. He's, I, 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 he, I said, he has this, and it's, he put it, it's put, shut up and guard it. <laughs> we went on to win the whole thing, uh, which is a miracle in itself. But uh, just th those kind of things come to, come to mind when I think about the, uh, you know, his, his legacy uh, as a man. It, it, the good thing is I got to go on his journey with him because we were 
pretty much the same guy. You know, we were we were 30 and we were still just dumb. <laughs> Both of us. Uh, maybe me a little more than him. I swear, I think I'll find with his friend because I made him feel better about himself. <laughs> he was a good man. He taught me a lot about respect, uh, leading. Uh, he's he's been there some of the best times of my life and some of the worst times. He was a good friend. Well, I'll miss him, but uh, you know I can I can hear him right now telling me if you cry. <laughs> biggest sissy I've ever met. That's who he was. And, I, and, and family, I appreciate the opportunity to get here and say a few words about Lee and tell a few stories because um, this is not a normal uh, memorial service. He was a normal man, right? He, he was extraordinary. And uh, I, I was blessed to know him, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you, I'm going to take other things off in a minute, too. Um, I'm Kimmy Joe, I'm Mindy's big sister, Lily's favorite sister-in-law. <sighs> um, just a blessing to get up here and just share who Lily was to all of us. <clears throat> On um, February, excuse me, December the 5th, I asked Mindy if I could go stay at the hospital with Lily. And she said yes, but she says, Kimmy, he's not going to want to talk. He doesn't feel good. Um, I can sit in a room and be quiet. People don't believe that. <laughs> I had a big old backpack full of stuff. I was going to go sit in the room. And she said, and could you buy him some dude wipes? I said, my pleasure. So I bought him dude wipes. So as I get up to the hospital, and I hadn't seen Lily in a while, I walk in the room. He's sitting up. He's skinny. He looked great. We talked for six hours. He talked to me for six hours. It was absolutely beautiful. Bree and Jeremy came up. We laughed. We cried. He shared his heart with me. And he said, Kimmy, I remember when you first met me, you didn't like me very much. And I understand why. And I said, dude, you were six foot four, six foot five. Harry met my sister at a funeral that she had dated your little brother. Hello. And I'm going, wait a minute, what are you doing coming in here? And we're protective, she's our baby. And here comes this big, beautiful man that we like to call the peacock because we loved him. Because when he walked in the room, you saw him. And I will say that when I went to his house, I requested him to have his shirt off. Every time. I'd walk in, i go, Lily, wipe your shirt off. He goes, Kimmy, you know you like it. <laughs> yes, I did. And as my cousin Tanya, we were talking about him the other day. When he got in the pool, it was eye candy. We liked it a lot. And that's my last vision. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so as Lily was sharing his heart, we shared more stories. And um, he was talking about the time our um, eight-year-old Tamaru is named after Lily. His name is Tamaru. Lawrence Ashley Harrison, we adopted him from Ethiopia. And before he came home, we pulled Mindy and Lily in our room. And I don't know, we were celebrating something at the house, and I had an Easter egg, and I had put that name in there. And I said, Lily, can we name Tamaru after you? He said, I'd be honored. So as we were in the hospital, he said, Kimmy, I wished I wanted to have that framed and put in a, a shadow box and put it in my office so I could look at it every day. Because he loved you a lot, Tamaru. And then he shared this story. When him and Mindy were dating, we took them to the um, club to hit some golf balls. Star was about, um, she's 21 now, but she was about eight or nine, and she had bought this outfit, this jazz outfit that fit every inch of her body from a resale shop, and we let her wear it all the time. So Lily's out there hitting balls, and we had Star walk over and take him a glass of water, and he said, get away from me. I'm gonna get arrested. Come nowhere near me. What is she wearing? Mindy, why do they let her wear that? So every time Lily came over, Star Baby wouldn't put it on, and he would just freak out. He wouldn't let her come anywhere near him. And then, when my number one child, Brady and Sydney, were getting married, they were having, the rehearsal dinner was a costume party. So Sydney asked him to come as Wolverine. And he did. And it was beautiful. And that was the day when everything 
He started getting really sick and he couldn't make it to the wedding, but he made a point to come to the rehearsal dinner, talk to everybody, and he was just bigger than life. Also, as Mindy and Lee, when they were first married, and Lee had started some of his chemotherapy, and I was in a mud run with all these men, and I asked Lee to come with me. Oh my gosh. There was this like five story, two by fours I put together that you had to climb over. Well, people were on it, and when Lee got on, it was like this. Because he was jumping over it, and I think people probably fell off, but he got over everything, went to concrete tunnels. And then at the finish line, when he came across, do you remember, Mimi? He had like dingleberries all over him. Little dirt, I mean, I to say dingleberries in the church house. Too late. But he had, he had little, I mean, dirt balls all over his little hairy body. And he was sick. He wasn't even supposed We were in mud and climbing through stuff, and he did. And it was beautiful. And the things that he would do with us, and then I got to talk to him about um, my Jonah that's going to play some college ball by the grace of God. And I got to talk to Lily about that. I mean, he's sitting in his bed. Not once was he going, I can't believe all this is going on. Not once. He shared his life with me and his stories and his hope. And here's what he said. Here's what he said. He said, I'm not afraid to die. And this is what I want y'all to hear. The reason that my brother-in-law is not afraid to die is because he knows Jesus Christ and he's with him right now. And that is, he said, I'm not afraid to die. He's sitting there and he said, I don't want to leave my family. But he knows who he is. And I'm telling you people right here and now, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I'm sorry. But if you know who Jesus Christ is, you have peace. This is why we have peace right now. We're sad. I am so sad. And I don't completely understand my God, but I know my God. And I trust my God. And here's what my baby sister said. And we prayed that night that they called us up to the hospital. And, he, and she said, God, I don't understand this, but I trust you. And that's where our trust is. And also what Mimi kept saying when Lily was passing, she said, he's my favorite. He was the best mixture of everything. Lily loved my sister well, loved Andrew as his own, adored Garrett, loved our family. He would come to our house and get in the pool. He would throw my kids in the air to where I thought I was going to knock on the neighbor's door and say, excuse me, my child's in your backyard. Because <laughs> they were flying. He walked in the house. And when, Brent, when you hugged me the other day, it was Lily. Because when we were praying and I didn't want to look in his room, he said, come here. Lily would just shove me in his side. Usually with his peck on my head or something. <laughs> Remember when he do that to you kids when he'd pop his peck on your ear? It's beautiful. <laughs> And then when he came to Star, which was in Cinderella Ball, we turned around, he's got a crown on his head. So we never knew what he was going to do, but he loved, he loved Jesus Christ. He loved his family, his friends, and he lived a life. Let's please remember that. Here's what I will remember. Lily, solid, strong, beautiful man who loved the Lord with all his life. He loved his wife and his family. He fought to stay here. 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. All glory to God. suit obviously Lee would totally look at me and say you are so stupid <laughs> but I, I do have my Uggs on which he gave to me we'll get to that in a minute but um what am I going to tell you that you know hasn't said about Lee or that you don't know about Lee you know he's a good father he's a great husband he's a really good friend he was thoughtful he was wise he was, he was sweet he picked terrible football teams to root for <laughs> But I do think I have maybe one thing, unless you knew Lee at this point in time. Did you know he was a cat man? <laughs> that he owned a cat? He was single. And he owned a cat by himself. <laughs> I'm glad you could see through that. Two cats! <laughs> you learn something every day. Um, another thing you know about Lee, when you met him, you would never know he had cancer. He would never tell you. 
He would never complain. Um, he always trusted in God's plan, and he thought that if he was to whine or complain about it, that he wasn't fulfilling God's purpose for him. My sister has breast cancer, and uh, when uh, she got diagnosed with it, sorry, um, he immediately asked for her number. And I never knew this. I found out today when I was talking to my mom on the phone. Um, they used to, they used to text her all the time with the, like encouraging messages and stuff, and just say, "Hey, I got your back, girl." You know, the dude was just so solid. You know, and uh, I love that dude, man. Uh, I went with him down to Houston whenever he was getting ready for his CAR T trial, and uh, we're sitting in the office, and the doctor hands over this like this paperwork of all this stuff that these drugs, you know, can do to him, or whatever. And I'm like, man, you gonna read this? He's like, nope. And I was like. And I was like, when I read it, he's like, yeah, go ahead. And so I read it, and it took me, you know, I don't know, a couple hours probably. And uh, I get done, I go, you want to know you that? He goes, nope, I'm sure they're all done. You know? <laughs> uh, when, I, uh, when I, one of my first, like, real stories with Lee um, was, we just moved into the neighborhood. And uh, I, I had met him at, like, parties or something like that, but never really had, like, full-on conversations with him. And, uh... We uh, just moved in, and the excavators had come through, and they tore up our sprinkler line. Because in our neighborhood, you have to have this like creek bed of these rocks or whatever. And uh, they tore up the sprinkler line, so there's water all in this ditch. And I, I'm down in there. I'm covered in mud. Uh, my wife, Bree, was out there trying to help me. She got bit by a snake. And so she had to go uh, to the ER to make sure it wasn't poisonous. Um, which is funny, this is the second snake story for me. Um, and uh, down comes Lee Strupp, and he stops, and he goes, hey man, you need any help with that? And me being the prideful handyman, I'm like, nah bro, I got this, thanks so, appreciate it. And it's, it's probably 110 degrees outside, and I'm covered in mud, I have no clue what's going on, I'm trying to fake it until I make it. And uh, Lee, comes, Lee drives away and comes right back, and he hops out of his truck, and he's got his gloves and a shovel. And he's like, I couldn't just go sit in my house and know that you were out here doing this. And thank God, there was a landscape crew that was at our neighbor's house that came over and fixed the sprinkler line for us. Because if you knew Lee, he didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, this is where it's going to suck for me a little bit. But, um, Mindy and Lee, if you guys know Mindy and Lee, Mindy and Lee is one word in my house. It's not two, it's one. And Brianna and I love being around them. Their marriage was awesome. It was always rock solid. And uh, you knew Lee loved her. And you knew Mindy loved Lee. And you could see in their eyes when they looked at each other. And you could hear in their laugh when they laughed at each other. And uh, their interactions were hilarious. I mean... <laughs> They could have a Bravo television show. And let me tell you one of the Emmy Award winning scenes. We're in Wyoming, and uh, we went to Longmire Days. Uh, we were the youngest people there by at least 30 years. And uh, um, we're, at, we're staying in this house, and it's a, it's a beautiful house. It overlooks this lake that's probably, I don't know, about a quarter mile away. And it's, it's, it's beautiful, it's pristine, and it's just. So awesome, but it's 110 degrees outside, and the house only has air conditioning in the bedrooms, not the actual house. So you had to sit outside. This is probably day two, maybe day three, and uh, Lee was feeling like absolute crap the whole time. But he was a trooper, and you know, walked around with us everywhere we wanted to go, did whatever we wanted to do. Um, Mindy is at her boiling point with the heat. <laughs> she is in a tank top and shorts, and she's sitting on a chair outside. Like this, with her arms out. She's like, I don't want my skin to touch my skin. <laughs> and Lee, Lee at the point, he was losing a bunch of weight, so he's eating just like nonstop. Just, he's always eating. He's outside eating a sandwich, and um, the flies are just everywhere. And the man is sitting outside with a fly swatter, <laughs> killing flies which produces death, which produces more flies. So it's just, there's flies everywhere. And Mindy is over in the chair with, you know, not 
her skin, not touching skin. And she's encouraging him, like, oh, you got him, baby. And Brianna and I are in tears laughing at this. And a fly lands on Mindy. And Lee smacks him. And she goes, don't touch my skin. Uh, Lee and I had a lot in common. Um, we love being on the res. That's what he called our neighborhood, the res. And, because uh, he's a Western cowboy that likes cats, apparently. Um, we love being with our kids. He used to say, uh, not having a dumb job. That would be him. I don't work, so it was nice that I had him with me. <laughs> we love being with our wives. And uh, we love watching them to interact with each other and make mistakes so we can make fun of them, because Lee and I never made a mistake. No one. Uh, I love sweatpants shorts. I love, he loves sweatpants shorts. I prefer not to have a shirt on. Obviously, Lee never wore a shirt. If uh, he did wear a shirt, the sleeves were not required or recommended. We love laughing. Um, He's a one-liner guy, I'm a, I'm a one-liner guy. And uh, other things not appropriate for kids' ears. But, um, yeah, so one of his, my favorite one-liner from him is it deals with these Uggs. And, um, I mean, you're probably gonna be embarrassed, but you know the line anyways. But, I used to, time to grow up. walking into my house with his Uggs, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, you can't wear those out. Like, if you wear them in your house, that's cool, but he goes, he looks at me and goes, my feet are having sex right now. <laughs> and I'm apparently doing it right in front of you right now. Um, but I looked up to Lee a lot. He made me a better friend. He made me a better father. He made me a better husband, and he's made me a better Christian. And uh, I saw a video that Jamie Margiotti shared the other day with us, and uh, I think you, I heard it on the speaker earlier, but he said, my job as a man, a godly man, is to serve my wife and kids, and above all, serve God. And that's it. I will die a happy man if I can be a good husband and father. Well, Lee, you crushed it, brother. You crushed it. He was called last Friday. He was called on last Friday with our Lord and Savior. But he will be with us forever. And the little parts of our heart and the memories where legacies live on forever. And Mindy, Andrew, and Garrett, he would be so proud of you guys the last two weeks. You guys have been awesome. And uh, the time in the hospital and this last week, you guys led prayer. You guys made us laugh. You guys gave us hugs. You guys carried us through all of this. He'd be so proud of you guys. And Mindy, I pray that when Brianna and I grow up, because we're so much younger than you, that we are as awesome and as strong as you are. And we love you, and we love your family. Thank you.
The second half of Lee's celebration will continue next week. Thank you for listening.